0: What was your immediate reaction to government's decision to retain the ban on serving sit-down tables at restaurants?
1: Look, we were um, delighted to hear that the green light for the alcohol sales was part of the um, process moving forward for next week. It's still not sufficient for our restaurants. We've been in a very strong lobbying argument with them to please explain the process that was applied for the um, religious sector. And what was the mitigating risk factor that they used for an analysis that we could use that same application on the restaurants to get our sit-down restaurants open? So we've certainly been lobbying for a lot longer than just the churches um, to get restaurants open in level three.
0: Will the sale of takeaway foods and, and drinks make a difference to the bottom line of the restaurant industry, you think?
1: Look, once again, we are just uh, modifying our business model. We are sit-down restaurants. We're about experience. We're about people being in our businesses. We're about buns on seats. We're about the component of eating and drinking together. So the, 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 the diversion, again, just puts greater pressure on our restaurants to be able to have more capital expenditure, to stock up with different levels of alcohol again, to be able to satisfy the consumer. So it does put a lot more pressure on our business model. Um, the margins are going to be, again, competing in an area for a very small margin and 100% people supplying in that space. So I don't even know if the takeaway part is going to make such a remarkable difference. I anticipate probably about 5% more in turnover as to what we're currently doing. So the numbers that we've seen through in the last um, two or three weeks of being open indicate that in a 100% of budgeted turnover, we've been doing between 17 to 20% of turnover, of which 42% has gone to third-party deliveries. So there will definitely be a small saving on that. Um, we're looking at 40% going to cost of sales and the balance is used to pay staff and keep the expenses of the business and contributing to those business expenses. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the president did indicate in an exclusive interview with the SABC that the restaurant industry came very late to them and they, there's ongoing discussions. What do you expect to come out of those discussions that's ongoing?
1: We've we've been in discussions with the Department of Tourism since the onset of COVID and how important the industry is, that we're also one of the largest contributors of employment to the industry. We're a large GDP contributor, and that our businesses can't constantly survive on the business model that we've kept having to adjust. I mean, one, it is impossible for us to even begin to think that we can return with 50 people in a restaurant. Some of our restaurants are close to 1,000 seaters. They are three stories high. So for us to practice social distancing, one, we need to certainly go back with a square meterage ratio like it's been evident in the rest of the world and and world standards have indicated.
0: So uh, government has made available also some business relief avenues for those who may seek uh, assistance. Has this been accessible for your industry and members?
1: It's been one constant struggle after the next. You know, from the onset of COVID, we've really been an industry that's been fighting hard to keep our doors open. You know, we were the industry that was hit the hardest and currently we are completely crippled. We are having conversations with our restaurants of liquidations and retrenchments and closures. And this is a result of lack of relief from all parts. So whilst the fund was made available, it was inaccessible because technically our restaurants were insolvent. The lack of understanding in terms of the frailty of our business model was never given proper consideration. Mm-hmm. So that in itself was a, a huge argument. We've got the Water and Life departments and municipalities who have now tripled our bills, and they've just put estimates in place because nobody's bothered to do proper readings or make available a a reporting system to do that. So our restaurants, again, have got to dig deep into empty pockets mm-hmm. and find money to pay for utilities that they haven't even used. We've struggled with the UIF. We've struggled with um, the payout of those UIFs, and 10 weeks later we've still got staff that we're struggling with. We've struggled with insurance companies that've changed policies or cancelled policies in terms of the business interruption. Um, So every day it's a different fight and a different challenge for our restaurants to keep them open and to stay afloat. And all we're asking is allow us to trade in the business model that we are known for. Allow us to show that the safe food handling process that we've been known for years, and the good housekeeping we do with regards to health, hygiene and standards that we implemented long before COVID, that the government can allow us to trade in our business framework and that we can get people back to work and that we can start seeing how we can pay back the enormous debt that we've accumulated as a result of us constantly having to change our business model and not being able to trade in full capacity.
0: Ms. Alberts, I wish you all the best. I think there's ongoing discussions and hopefully there will be a light at the end of this dark tunnel and that menu might change. That was the CEO of the Restaurant Association of South Africa, Wendy Alberts.